0: Soothing music from Augusta after a long morning of watching golf and being us being a bit lazy of not recording on a Thursday night. Uh, getting together Friday morning to record a bit of a round week preview, looking at the features tomorrow. There's plenty of big ones happening. Uh, the Provincial Midway is actually a really good race. The Arrowfield is there, the Australian Oak, Sydney Carp, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen of the Turf, all happening. Animo meant to be going around uh, pretty much equal favourites with Dubai Honour. There's a couple of others in there that are going to run really well as well, I think. Uh, Getting the boys on, it is Good Friday, so uh, we're going to be doing a quick one this morning. Probably not as in-depth as our normal ones because there's plenty to do today. Uh, But a couple of group ones and some other really nice ones as well. Chris will be joining as well. And if you haven't had a look at uh, some golf tips, have a look. Ollie from Aussie Beef Golf, give that a follow. He's um, a golf pro from Moore Park in Sydney. He has um, quite a lot of the big names under him as well. So he has like he trains the likes of Hamish Blake and Pat Cummins and a lot of the NRL players as well and some racing people as well. So if you like your golf, have a look at that. We posted them on Instagram, a couple of tips for him. I think Chris had John Rahm, who's had a really good first round as well. Looking at Randwick, um, it is a big day. There's even a couple of good races today, um, especially that $500,000 race at Geelong in the boat going around with Midwest, etc. cetera. Uh, hopefully we get to Animo go four straight this autumn. That would be really nice, but um not sure what the boys are, where they're leaning, but let's get them on. Tom, Kohai, Chris. Chris, we'll get you on, mate. Do you have a good morning watching the golf?
1: Yeah, it was up early watching the golf. How good is it? It's like Christmas, but Easter, which is a bit confusing <laughs> thing to say, but it's been unreal. I've really enjoyed it. I got up super early after a few beers last night and Johnny Rahm ripped the course up, course played pretty easy, uh, good to see some Aussies on the leaderboard. It's going to be an exciting couple of days, I think. Not much sleep, but it's definitely worth it. I wish I was there.
0: Yeah, well, it's good. You, you we did a little. I did a little post the other day and you put up um, John Rahm as uh, to win it. He's in short. And Tommy, you were just saying before we recorded that you backed him first round leader, which is equal.
2: Yeah, mate, as uh, I've just figured out now, yeah, three-way dead heat uh, for John Rahm, so it's a good start. I'd love it if he wins. Um, I may have heavily invested, so uh, hopefully Rahm can keep going pretty strong.
0: It's good. John Rahm's leading or equal leader, and Jason Day's had a good little little start as well. Um, yeah, Coie, Adam Scott too. Yeah, Adam Scott as well. Good to see the Aussies up there. Um, Coey... Decent night last night. You said you've been at Macca's and being at Good Friday, I assume you went to it a fish.
3: What's that? <laughs> what do we go with? <laughs> Mate, it was breakfast menu all day. So, you know, like, <laughs> throw me some bacon, throw me some sausage patties, about a gazillion and a half browns, top it off with a fucking frappe and a large orange juice and we're hydrated. We're ready for another inning. My mouth's watering. <laughs> um. We're looking at it's a
0: bit of rain sort of at my place. I don't know what it's like out at Rant Week, but um it's pretty bad. Is it? Yeah, so at the moment it's a heavy nine. We're looking at day 2 of the champs, which is another cracking day. Tom and Tom will be out there. I don't know if you boys are out there. Chris, are you going?
1: I will definitely be out there. I thought it was pretty disappointed with the way the track played last week. They didn't have too much rain, do I don't know the weather was around leading in, but I think that obviously put some water on the track on those sunny days leading into Saturday and then to get and play like a genuine heavy ten after only a tiny bit of rain, it was probably the biggest takeaway out of that for me. And really hoping it plays better than that today. Uh, tomorrow it's raining at the moment, but there is some forecast and it is windy.
0: It was a bit yeah, of a. It was a <laughs> bit, bit of a. Question, st-
1: I will be out there.
0: It was a bit of a strip out there last last week. And you look at the the odds. Obviously, people say it's a cracking day for bookies and whatnot. But the amount of um. Double figure odds. I think it was like surefire, arts, whatever that thing was in the country champs. Sizzle, Minizzle Major um, bail. Yeah. And like, I think Mr. Brightside was probably the only one that sort of was a favorite. It was a bit of a strip out. But I mean, if you got the quaddy or even a couple of percent, I know Alex, friend of the show, he got 10% with his punters club. So that was a little, little good one. But far out. What did you make of the track, Tommy? You were out there. You were working in the truck. Um, it was ordinary from race one, I thought. Was this getting topped yeah, up?
2: Oh, yeah. You're thinking like like I got there pretty early, like about six thirty in the morning, and the weather was beautiful, yeah. and there was just this tiny little black cloud uh, over the horizon. And you're like, "No, nah, it will be sweet. It should be a good day." And then, sure enough, it's just hovered over Ranwick for most of the day, and it was heavy. Like I will say that rain was very heavy, but um, still, yeah, very disappointing. You you want you want the best days, but how often? It's, it's almost like during cricket season, you know it's going to rain Friday, Saturday, um, mm. you know, when the country champ, I mean, when the championships come around, you know it's uh, going to be rain week, uh, raining over yeah. rain week uh, all the time. I, I think this week's going to be a bit different. Like last week we had all good weather, then rain on the day. It looks like we're getting rain all week. And then tomorrow, as Chris said, very windy, Uh, But also 25, 26. So hopefully a bit of sun there too, and can dry out a bit on the day. But yeah, we're looking, looking genuinely into the heavy.
0: Okay. Yeah. um, Death
1: taxes and rain on Doncaster
0: day. Oh, it's just it's it's bizarre, isn't it? and I said in the morning, I was like, you know what, Magic Man's not going to win a race. And then he comes out and just, and it's too <laughs> fucking it's just sound like such an idiot. Um. All right. Well, day two, we're looking for. I think the last couple of podcasts where Animo has run, I've called it is Animo free cash, and he has done it every time for me. Uh, but that'll be a bit later on when we talk about it. We're going to fly through the first couple, then get to the provincial. But first race is a mile race for the two year olds. Uh. Inhibitions is up there, uh, pretty much equal favorites with Make A Call. Kintai is there, another good often runner in K- Tom Kitten on the big drift. Townsend, a couple of bucks for not much else happening. Kohai, I think you've probably done the most for the first couple of races. Have you landed on anything or like anything opening the
3: day? Just to start off, I think I read a stat that uh, was on Twitter or thereabouts. Uh, so in the last, I think... Five years or thereabouts, the sixty-four percent of Group Ones have been written on soft seven or worse. So it's just that time of year, really, wow. isn't it? So, and I think if soft six or worse is like close to seventy-five percent, so it's quite incredible. The rain just knows when to come and happens to be this time of year. Um, and I do think that it'll be a genuine heavy eight or nine tomorrow. So yeah, I'll be, I've done all my formal over that and. Slight biases through the day, I think. There'll be lanes by the end of the day. We could see something maybe like thinking over by the you know, the Queen Elizabeth where everyone's on the outside fence, but I guess time will tell. Uh, as for the first, a couple of interesting runners. I've kind of landed on, I, th- I think, kind of Kintyre inhibitions. I'm just kind of umming and knowing which one I should take. Neither of them have really got any wet track form, but the price points at the moment are pretty good. I think make a call... Cool dollars is a lot to do with the J-Mac factor. Um, it is hands down the fittest horse in the field, but I think it's a lot to do with J-Mac being on board. Not to say that the new game aren't flying because they are absolutely low flying, but I think, put it this way, I'm leaning towards the second or third elect with a little bit more on Kintyre at the moment.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Tommy, anything for this one? Do did you, did you like uh, inhibitions? I thought it ran pretty sick last start against the other good off-and-runner. Yeah, mate, uh, if,
2: yeah. if the track was a bit more even, I I probably would lean more towards inhibitions, but just just with so much unknown on this heavy and and that, I might just have a little something on Townsend. Just one start on the heavy and uh Winona got it home at Wyong in that he- really heavy track too. So I I think maybe just a spec at seven seven fifty for Townsend, just um one run on the heavy for a win. All
0: right. Uh Chris, you can always chime in if you like any of these, but we'll move on till we get to the. Yeah, yeah, I got a
1: quick one. I don't really understand this race. Like, why don't you just make these horses all go to the Champagne next week? Like, why is it even on the card? Is my thing. Anyways, that's another story. I do. I'm with inhibitions. I was. I thought it would go to the Champagne and was going to be a decent bet there. So.
0: Inhibitions. Yeah. So they're pretty much equal phase with make a call, like Cody said. J Mac aboard. Uh, Brenton aboard inhibitions. Race two is for three year olds, fourteen hundred meters. Cool Jakey is the fave. Tyler's aboard. Uh, 460 come in a fair bit. So has Hawaii 50. Timmy Clark aboard for Gay Waterhouse. It's come it's drawn a bit wide, but had a pretty good run last start. Uh, Hell I Am is there at eight bucks. Kovalika, uh J Mac drawn very wide, eight fifty. Nothing else has overly been backed. Maybe Rosetta, Dylan Gibbons for the Lee Stable. It's halved its quote. Uh, not much else going on. Uh, Coey? Uh,
3: I'm kind of genuinely hoping it's a you know heavy 8-9. I think Hell I Am is still an interesting quote. I think genuine swimmer. A Last start three wide the trip. Eight bucks right now. I can see him coming back and... Braining this, I mean, he's going to be carrying top weight, and there's quite a split between the rate, weights, 59 to 53, so six-kilo swing top to bottom. Mm. But Huey on board uh, loves the mud, like I said, so definite watch on it. I don't mind Rodina at the odds at 26 bucks. I think I'll see plenty of improvement for it this start. Cool Jakey is going to be hard to beat, though. Has good wet track form. Looks to be the one that's going to be you know, going forward and I think it might play leader ish on the day and he will get six and a half kilos weight drop with uh Tyler Schiller on board. So really hard to look past a favorite, but if I were to go for a little bit of value, hell I am is one I'd happily probably spec at the each way as well.
0: Hell I am eight bucks. Cool. Jakey four sixty. Tommy. Yeah.
2: Same with Curry. Like cool. Jakey looks uh right. Favorite uh, Hawaii photo. Um, Hasn't had a run on the heavy, but you'd, you'd suggest it should go all right. And interesting to see Kavalika as well come back after a few months off. Um, winning a group three uh, at the end of its prep, last prep. And um, I think Wallet's got a bit of an opinion of it too. So wide gap, go, but...
3: Go to Queensland, Tommy, I think.
2: Oh, going to Queensland. There you go. Yeah. Stay
3: with uh, Cool Jakey then. Anything to add? Oh, no. With? Sorry, oh, no. Kavalika's going into the Queensland Cup. Oh. sorry. So it'll be running here, but it'll be... Using it as a stepping stone, so to speak
1: Yeah, definitely keen to
3: see it go
0: around Uh, Anything
1: Nothing for me, doesn't look to be heaps of speed On paper I have stylized and perfect thought As horses to kind of follow But first up over 1,600 metres Sorry, 1,400 metres With obvious targets later on Probably Queensland as well Um, Just, yeah, it's a no-bet race for me
0: all right, Percy Sykes uh, for the Fleas to Group 2, Autumn Ballot. Oh, our Ballet. Uh, $3, Timmy Clark and Gay Waterhouse. It's drawn inside. It's $3. Kimotchi has come in a couple of bucks for J-Mac and Gary Portelli. Uh, what is it? Sixes into fours. It's um, coming off a Ramwick win. Bossy Nick is there. Dean Holland is riding. It had a win down in Flemington. Tis Invincible is an interesting one. It's probably something I'll have a couple of bucks on. It ran at Canberra, but there's been a fair bit of chat for it. It got scratched to run today. Well, tomorrow. Lazago is there, Ethereal Star, Cristilli, and Everlong is the roughy, and there's a couple more rough. But I don't know, a couple of bucks for Tiz Invincible. It's only had the one.
3: If I were to follow the Black Opal form, I'm happy to follow Tis Invincible over Auden Ballet. Uh, I just think that yeah, Tiz Invincible ran pretty much four wide the trip, I reckon, and still fought off for the minor placings. It, I think that reads a bit tougher, albeit that, Black Opal form line has been pretty horrific, to be absolutely honest. All the runners that's come out of it has been pretty mediocre, to say the least. Uh, Autumn Ballet, 3.10. I just don't know what to do with it. I'd, it'd be a layout at that price for me. I haven't seen it really run on a heavy, chopped-up ground. Second start, there's a few qualms about it. And taking 3.10 for that, no, nah, no thank you. Um, so I would happily go Tis Invincible over Autumn Ballet, but the ones I want to probably look at, Well, I mean, the obvious Lazago, who's absolutely friendless in the market, and it's kind of surprising. It's got golden slipper form. It's a forgive last star when learning to fly essentially balked him out of the run and failed to finish. Um, Yeah, I think class alone could, and class and fitness edge alone should see this Philly be close, I think, anyway. So, eight bucks, I could definitely respect that price. And,. I can also respect j Mac on but yeah, Lazago with the value play for me.
0: Lazago, eight bucks, uh, Tommy. Mate, I really like the Kiwi uh,
2: Ethereal
3: Star. I think um, yeah. actually, t- Tommy. Uh, when was the last time I was going to ask this to everyone before we even started? When was the last time Andrew Forsman brought a two-year-old over the ditch? I can't yeah. Even remember. Yeah,
2: yeah. You got to think it's um, going to be a massive chance, so. It finished second in the uh Karaka back in January to um to the big uh, the good two year old over there that's undefeated. But um it, its run was really good and um Kiwis in the heavy too. I just there's something about it I really like, especially um just on this weekend. You you know they always come across and have really good chances. I love Damien Lane aboard as well and it just um yeah, there's a bit about this horse I think. So I, I think I really like Ethereal Star, So yeah, for as Kerry said, enforcement bringing that over—it's got to be a big tick as well. Um, and the other one I want to give a little shout out to it—maybe um, a place price—is Everlong winning the Wellington Boot. I thought it was really tough, um, tough win the the leader there. looked home and host, and Everlong just uh, sneaky right up the fence and looked a bit about it. And to do that on debut, I think um, there might be a bit about this horse. So just really keen to see Everlong as well at a at a uh, price to maybe place, but yeah, ethereal
1: stuff for me
0: that Chris what times the
1: bar open tomorrow
0: because
1: <laughs> no just bear with me for one second because I say save-
3: 11 o'clock I think yeah
1: so if I get there early and I'll probably be keen to have a beer pretty early so by this stage I actually might be keen to have a bet but I probably wouldn't have a bet in this race otherwise you gotta I'm with Tommy on the Kiwi especially with the heavy track form. Kiamuchi or whatever it is the times out of that Kenzo race were really red hot and the horse that sat on the speed in that race is in at Warwick Farm on Monday which I'm really keen on, Dipsy Doodle yep. and I know, I have heard that the (laughs) Waterhouse and Bot Stable are pretty keen on Autumn Ballet so I've kind of I, if I'm having a bet after a few beers, it'll probably be on Ethereal Star. I reckon we're a sneaky Damien Lane fan club in this podcast. Yeah, Basically, I've just gibbered for two minutes and not given an answer, but a bit of fun. <laughs> All right. I'll be out there from
2: about 6.30, mate. I, I don't know if the bar will be open then, but um can't have a beer with you. Go,
0: yeah, just be a pest, Chris. you go knock on the Sky Racing truck and go, Tommy, beer? Tommy, There's beer? a funny
2: story about that.
0: <laughs> go on. Are you busy, mate? <laughs> Story.
2: Um, yeah, he, he did in the mi- middle of a Miracle Mile once as well. Knocked on it and go, Tommy, are you busy. And I went, um, yeah,
1: just just a no. Try, mate. Hang on, hang on. It was the it was the Miracle Mile that got blown out by the. Oh, weather. that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I assumed that they were off air because the whole meeting was postponed because of this rain. It was monsoon. I'm like, oh well, kept, the races are off. They're gonna they're gonna throw back to. Some filled packages somewhere, and they're, they're not going to be doing anything. We're sitting around with their feet up. So I walk around there, banging on the door, going, Hey, Tommy, are you busy, mate? And um, <laughs> they were pretty busy.
0: <laughs> Long and behold, trying to still fill, on air. Trying
1: to fill the air. on air with no races. Sorry, Tommy.
0: Oh, do That it. was
1: great. I, I love seeing your face.
0: Round two tomorrow. All right. Um, the Provincial Midway Championships final. Um, country Champs was obviously a big blowout last week. Uh, I really like the fave, to be honest, Kaobi. But uh, Short Shorts is there as well. Oh, sorry, Kaobi's three ninety. Short Shorts is there. Alicia Collis riding for Brad at 5 bucks. Acquitted for the Lees. Stable at Sixers. We got Lock Eagle out wide at sevens on the drift. Spangler. J-Mac on a double-figure horse drawn very wide. Um, $11 into 10 or is there for Andrew Adkins. Looking at if anything has been backed. Not really. Um, Kaobi, what did you make of the fave, Kaobi? Keen?
3: Oh, uh, it's, it's hard to look past. I think the, the numbers it's, um, well, that, uh, Gosford qualifier, I think it was, was pretty enormous. And I was umming and ahhing back then. I was like, shit, it's real short, uh, this thing. And it's f- currently like equal favorite back then for this particular race. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm happy to let it go around. And I was on cloudland on that occasion in an absolutely brain cloudland, uh, sorry, wrong, wrong race. I was on short shorts for a different qualifier, but KOB in that Gosford qualifier was really good. Price is a little bit on the short side. I, and there is, I think, plenty of value in this. Like Kinlock loves the wet. Seven bucks, a little bit friendless, which is surprising. is also good there. debt has been impressive. You can, it's kind of like got that country championship feel where there is so many horses that could win this race. Short shorts is going to lead for fun, Barrier 7 is probably good enough. Price is great. They ran at a track record time down to Kembla, albeit on a soft five. So many angles. I'm going to go with Lock Eagle just because I the way it just won in that wild card, loves the mud, draws well. It'll be out the back probably, so let the speed just, you know, be hot up front and then fly late. So I'm just kind of going for the overs play, but Kyobi is a good-looking type. From Cavanagh's yard,
0: yeah. Um, Tommy,
3: mate, um, I'm a big
2: Spangler fan. Great wet track form gets J Mac. The barrier looks a bit of a worry, but I, he just goes straight to the back anyway. Ton of speed in a big field. He'll either, I think, um, he'll either win or he'll be rocking in home for a place. I McDonald mean, on Chris Lee's big opinion of the horse too. So uh, watch the big grey on a wet track. Um, Spangler for me, and one at odds. Uh, shouldn't be 100-to-1. Herb is a great horse. Don't know why it's 100-to-1. I think uh, wet track form's pretty handy, drawn pretty well. we owner aboard. A
0: um, little something each way on Herb as well, but Spangler wins. Spangler at $10 wins, apparently. Speaking of 100-to-1, Chris, and my, my memory, in the size last week, did you have a little tip for peer pressure? I think it ran at 150 or 200-to-1, one, and it ran yeah. a crack in third. I think it was about 26, 31, even more the place. Dylan Gibbons got it up the fence and um, ran a place, and it was a pretty sickening first four. I think the first four paid a couple hundred thousand. So that was nice.
1: Out of that same Kensington race that I mentioned in the previous race, uh, where the Dipsy doodle races on uh, Monday at Warwick Farm. So that's where that came from. But, yeah, in terms of the country chance, I'm on short shorts in a pre market, so I really tried to not look at the rest of the race since it's become final field, because I'm trying not to have another bet on it and get away from short shorts, which I've got the grass odds on. But looking for a roughy, it'll be Cloudland for me, who gets blinkers first time and looks to map really well close to the speed.
0: When did you back short shorts?
1: pre noms before the qualifiers.
0: Nice. What was it? 26?
1: I have to look it up. I'll look it up for now an and you get got, back to You've
0: got plenty of on. It's good to see. I have one futures bet left, which is pretty brutal, and it's Sir Lucan and just... I can't write a ticket for it anymore. Uh, the Arrowfield is race five. There was a horse going here that I thought would have been a good chance in Parasol, but um, obviously not going there anymore. Aft Cabin is the favourite, $1.90. ninety. Uh Hasn't had a run for. I can't remember when it last ran. Last round. beginning of March or something. Dollar um, ninety though, in from uh, highs to eighty. Zoo Tigers there's at fives. Tom Markwand is aboard. Economics has had some support. Seventeen into tens. Likewise has has wee Nessie uh, it was fifty one bucks. It is now ten. Uh, uh, you got to take into take into account there was a decent scrum uh, uh, deduction. So. Keep in mind that. Cody is there. Uh Nash aboard, one of my favourites. Lady Laguna, a couple of others at odds. But
3: uh is this off cabins, Cody? I love the fact that the camp's bringing it back to, to six furlongs. I think that's the biggest upside. Oh, I mean, J-Mac definitely helps as well. So don't don't disregard that. I think just it's... Going out to the mile last start, I think... I don't think it handles the mile. I think it's a 12 to 1,400 metre horse and... I think they'll brain them Uh, (laughs) come tomorrow. I think handles the wet. J-Mac drawn six. I think just the fact that it'll probably sit three pairs back. Plenty of speed in this, but I think it should settle a bit front of midfield, one off the fence, and just, I think it'll just cruise into this. Um, Economics, obviously. uh, uh, it's, It's got such bad barrier manners at the moment, and I just don't know what to do with it. It's loomed is probably the best word for it in the last two starts, but it's been a little bit flat. First up, I probably could give a bit more of an excuse, but yeah, I can't take it. And the, just the fact that you've taken Cool Jake in, what you need out of this, who are 2 informed horses, I think it makes it an easier picture to paint. And uh, Zoo Tiger I do like, but 1,200 metres too short as well. So I'm going to go Half Cabin on top here.
0: Half Cabin, Tommy, you found any value? Mate, AF Cabin, hard to beat, but I'll uh, talk up
2: economics. I, l- I like what Cody was saying. Like It has it has sort of looked handy in its two, but I think third up, really fit. Timmy Clark, barrier one, will lead. I think it's going to be a massive chance. So I reckon um, Quinella AF Cabin,
1: economics. Okay. Chris? $17 I had for the short shorts, but in terms of the Arab food, I'm a bit disappointed. I thought it, after seeing the noms, it was – Bit, shaping to be a really strong race, and I feel like it's fallen away a little bit, especially with what you need coming out. I can't take the $1.90 for our cabin who's going to be last on the turn, so I'll probably stay away or look to bet around that. I like the Tommy's thinking and Corey's thinking. With Economics, who will be in front? Lady is one of mine, but Map's pretty terribly. It's it's a tough one for me. I don't really have anything to add.
0: Okay. All right, that is race five, the sprint. Uh, we go on to the Oaks. Uh, Pavitra is a favorite. Uh, a lot of people were tipping at last start where Prowess just took it took it off and I think it beat it by about three and a half lengths. It was a really good win. Pavitra is the fave though, $3.10. Arts, Hugh Bowman aboard, really, really good win last start, or last week it was. Um, with Clipperton aboard, it is now $5.50. Last week it won at 26 Fireburn is there at $6.50, coming a couple of bucks. Penny Weaker, Damian Lane, uh, Barrier 11 at sevens, drifted a bit. Uh, exactly the same odds. He's Porosa at 11s, opened 11, staying 11. The rest are at big odds. Sold Choice has had a couple of bucks for it, 51 into 21s for the Waterhouse Stable. Uh, tough one, Coey. What did you make of
3: Arts win last week? Huge, huge. Um, the way it just stretched out over the last kind of 100 metres is pretty darn impressive. Ed Cummings obviously had a big thought of it, and I think he uh, landed some handy bets, so to say, uh, so to speak, and he looked very chuffed uh, at the English sales earlier this week. So uh, once again, I'm just not sure about uh, short. Uh, Chris has talked about this many times. Just the Phillies backing up, short backup. Adrian Knox form. I don't know if that actually holds up that strong. Unlike the let's say the Tullock leading into the Derby, I think that's like the right formula for the boys, but for the girls, Adrian Knox and the Oaks. Not sure. Uh one thing is for certain though, arts can handle the bottomless conditions and mm. it will it will get conditions to suit. I think five fifty is probably on the unders, but saying that I think per is absolutely rock bottom price right now. Three ten, I think if it's gonna be heavy eight, heavy nine no, I I don't know if it's gonna I think it'll be puddling towards the end. Uh Speed map definitely suits it. It'll be leading from the outset. It'll control, and you know, no better person to have really than J Mac in this Group One scenario. But yeah, three ten, I just can't take that. I'd, I'd be looking around and uh, wet form. We're looking at Penny Wecker from you know the New Zealand Oaks winner or Fireburn, who mm-hmm. grows wings, sprouts wings when when the uh, the surface is heavy eight or worse. So. I'll be shopping between those two. It's surprising that Pennyworker is on the drift, a um, little bit friendless at seven bucks, which is a great price. I think Fireburn six fifty two thirty, I think is also a great price. So I'm happy to go both runners in this and just lay the favourite. Tommy, you
0: landing on Fireburn,
3: man, I am. As
2: Corey said, just different horse and that heavy. I think um, uh, just got going a bit late against starts last start too as well. Just. A little bit um, – there was a little bit there with about 100 to go. So I think stepping up a, a, a bit more as well. And wouldn't that be an incredible story? A Golden Slipper winner winning the Oaks as well. Uh, I think that would be a ripping story. But, yeah, Tyler Schiller on fire at the moment as well. So um, I like Fireburn. I think Art's uh incredible run. Can he back up and do it? Coey mentioned the Adrian Knox form. I think it's actually pretty good, especially on wet tracks. Um, I think the stat uh, – is those those wet trackers that back up from the knocks into the oaks have gone well i think colette did it and there was the other Godolphin horse that did it as well that was uh pretty handy but um i don't have the stats in front of me but i don't think it's too bad so you could make a case for a few others i think premise was huge as well for third last week uh johnny shade tommy mark won um but yeah i'm gonna go flyburn i reckon it'd be a great story
0: Speaking on Fireburn, Fireburn, from memory, I think its last run in a heavy was the flight stakes last year, the group one where it came fourth, and I had uh, really good double-figure odds for that. I think it jumped at two bucks or something. That was where <laughs> Zugotcha got the chockies from memory. But, yeah, that's that's brought up some good memories. Chris, where are you?
1: Nothing makes me happier than hearing you getting <laughs> grouse odds and getting beat.
0: All right, short shorts to run a good second tomorrow.
1: Um, I was against Fireburn because I just didn't understand. I couldn't see her turning the tables on Pravitra from the Vinery. Pravitra had a tougher run and was stronger later. So I just thought that was my knock on Fireburn. But now the way the track could play, if it is as heavy, then that's the way she turns the table. So I can respect where the guys are coming from. My knock on Arts was she's going to be back where Pennywecker is and I don't – there's nothing to tell me that she's going to be as strong over the 24 as Pennywecker is going to be, who's clearly done it, winning the New Zealand Oaks. So that was why I'm against Arts. I'm on Pervitra, just going to be if she handles the track. Frankie's Me Dad is another one that I'm going to be having uh, – hoping to get maybe triple-figure odds or at least kind of 71s for, really strong in – Her win at Newcastle, two starts back, and going to relish the 2400. So I just think the odds are incorrect there. And Jolted was another one that I marked down, but not really bred to get the distance. So yeah, Frankie's my dad, and Povich are kind of the two that I'm going to be playing around.
0: Okay, a couple of bucks. Frankie's my dad, Brenton, aboard for the Murrung-Yusus stable. Sydney Cup is next, 3,200 metres. Group one, uh, Cleveland is going around in this as favourite now. It's about $4.60. Um, ran in the tanker the other week uh, at Rose Hill. Ran about fifth. I think Arapaho was the one that won that. King Frankel is there at six bucks. We've got Gold Trip, the Melbourne Cup winner. $8.00. $8.00 is juicy. Uh, barrier 15, though. Higher motion, uh, look, it was a tough watch last start, but um, it ran a pretty good fourth, to be honest. It's $10. Uh, Baron Samidi is very wide. Tom Markwan, Joseph O'Brien, Arapaho, looking to go back-to-back. Shorefire is double-numbed, I think. Uh, Knight's Order and Verve Not Verve. Stockman, another one of Tommy's. And then we have bigger odds as well. Um, Explosive Jack and my boy Sir
3: Lucan as well. So, Koei, uh, where are you? It's tricky. Yeah. Um Sure, like this, a couple of form ones you can look through. So, Shawfire won the Chairman's last week. Got the favours with Joe on board. Took the inside and you know, just shoot it for home. Got there in the last bounds. Cleveland, yeah, huge in that. Um, what was it? The not binary, Tancred. the Tankard. Yeah, the huge in that Tankard. Yeah, it came down the inside as well. Uh, made up a heap of ground and typical European. Probably love the thirty-two hundred meters and. This year's running of the Time on Roses has got no Aussie representation at all. They're all bred outside of Australia. So um, <laughs> Cleveland could be one. But I, I see that the punters have kind of reacted with the rain a little bit. It was, I think it was 390 or 360 yesterday or thereabouts anyway. So there is yeah. – the, the rain has warranted uh, people to start backing, you know, your high emotions and even Knights Order, I don't mind – Takes luck out of the equation. Won this race last year. Is hands down the speed of this uh, the this race. I think could sit and steer, and I mean handles the you know the heavy going. So that's an each way quote. I like high emotion once again. I think Chris backed it in the tankers,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and after watching that. Uh, the way it ran in that Melbourne Cup, I watched that replay a couple of times yesterday, and it was just so impressive. It's going to be one kilo heavier. Barrier shouldn't be an issue. Swims for fun. Robbie I think high, Robbie Dole, and I think yeah, fifty-one kilos. I mean, that's that's incredible. I think the value is there for it, and I guess a slight slight uh, investment on King Frankel as well. I backed it on you know all in Monday. Just because of the uh, the weight swing, it was going to get so you know nine kilo weight swing ran well in the tankard as well. Should be thereabouts on the speed. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough little race, but yeah, I think high emotion at the each way is where I want to be.
0: High emotion, you can get around ten bucks. Tommy, where'd you land,
3: mate? I was
2: I was pretty keen on Shawfire, but um, the just a bit of bit of chat that it has a hoof injury. It's going to need to be vetted and. I think for a big stain race, you want to be tip top fit, uh, especially on this sort of track. So, maybe leaning again, surefire, and probably just go back to Stockman in these heavy conditions. He's been ridden forward um, this prep, which is a bit weird because I think he likes it at the back a bit. Um, and I think it's just a Joe Pride uh, training performance, and just just getting him a bit closer, get him feel um, out of his comfort zone, doing a bit extra in races. So when you step up to three thousand two hundred. And when he's really cruising at the back, he might just have the um Ks in his legs to really perform. So I think $23 uh, on this sort of track is a real Stockman track. So I, I definitely have something on Stockman. Um, King Frankel I thought was super last start as well, and and I could easily entertain King Frankel. And Cleveland 51, 51 at 3,200 Like um, in these conditions as well, running in England, should eat it up. So... I can't talk you out of Cleveland. There's one I just want to say the place as well. I think twenty dollars a place for Salino in a real staying performance. It's only had um it won the Sydney Cup a couple of years ago. And if it's a last man standing race, which it has been over the last few years, I think twenty dollars a place. So Salino placing would not shock me at all, even even with this form. But it needs at least a lap to get going. So it wouldn't shock me there. But
1: I'm with Stockman. All right, Chris. Yeah, I was keen on high motion. I just was kind of hoping to get a a better price. I'll probably still be on come race time. It's a really good addition, the Sydney Cup. I think I'm pumped. Can't wait for this race tomorrow. The other ones, I think everyone, the boys have kind of already said everything that I would want to say. So gold trip. If the track's not too bad, I'll be including Baron Samedi is, looks like the genuine European star that's going to get through the ground uh, and I'll be including, and you've got to include Cleveland. So they're the four, Cleveland high-motion goal Chip and Baron Samedi for me.
3: What, what do we think of Arapaio of PS? I mean, winner of the Tancred going into this as well and running the cup last year. I think I just I don't want to do with this run right personally. I didn't get a win, win last week, so...
1: Can't win. Not going to get the distance. Not
3: a strong 3,200 metres in this sphere. This
1: is a heaps deeper. Got yep. um, tempo help. I would be very, very surprised, happy to take it on. I think it's well unders.
0: Yep. Okay. It was a pretty good win, though, that Arapaho, with however you mm. say beat Montefilia. Um, all right, the Queen Elizabeth. So... Plenty of chat about this all week. So Animo and Dubai Honor are equal favourites on Tab. Uh, you can probably get a couple of bucks more for Animo elsewhere. Uh, Cascadian is now $11. Uh, Clear third favourite. Unicorn Lion, um, if you haven't watched some of the replays, have a look. Um, it's going to get out in front and just hope for the best. Montefilia is there. It'd be gods. Likewise, Mawanga and the rest are all... We can talk about another time. So Animo is looking to go four straight throughout autumn. Dubai Honour uh, was enormous last start, and all the yarns were that you know, the more give under the ground is going to be even better. So $2.50 a apiece. Um, there was yarns about would Animo possibly scratch uh, if it's completely heavy deck, and because the whole grand final is to head overseas and run at Royal Ascot, but hopefully not. I'd love to see it run. But um, Tommy, what do you reckon for the Queen Elizabeth?
2: Yeah, there's, um, I've heard a couple of whispers about Animo as well, and you've got to think if, if there's a massive, heavy track and we get more rain tomorrow, it, would, um, it wouldn't shock me if they scratched him because um, why run a race that he's not suited for and could could hurt him when when they uh, do want to go overseas with him? Um, it would be a shame, though, because I'd love to see him in Sydney one more time, and if he can win a race like this, it's... This would be a massive farewell to him, to a champion. He's won um, as a two, three, four, five-year-old. Uh, I'd I'd love to see him run and win. I think to buy on as a serious horse. So that was a great win in the George Rider. So I I think the winner comes out of those two. Um, I'm going to lean towards Animo. If they run him, I think he's going to be ready um, ready to win. though. so Animo for me. My uh, knockout or Edgeway places. My I think it overs from last year would be. I think Numerian leading, I thought, did, did really well last start. And um, just just third up fit into this race would be interesting. And um, El Patroness as mm-hmm. well on the heavy track. Uh, they're my, uh, yeah, thinking overs from last year. I
0: agree on that one, Tommy. Uh, Coey, is there any, any chance Animo scratches if it gets
3: worse? So, I've, I, like Tommy said, there is a couple of murmurs. And one of the murmurs I've heard as well is that if it does scratch out of tomorrow, Connections might send it to Europe early. Uh, There's apparently a race at Ascot end of May, uh, some sort of group two. I don't think it's a group one, but regardless, they might send the horse early in preparation of Ascot rather than what Nature Strip did last season. So, you know, he he did the TJ, took a short spell, uh, straight into training on a flight to the UK, but this time around, if Animo does scratch it of this race tomorrow, there is talks and murmurs and, uh, once again, sort all Chinese whispers, so to speak. So I'm not sure how to take it. But it would make sense if they did scratch it early and just flew it out of the country just to pre-train, get acclimate to the UK way of going and everything else. So I hope it doesn't happen. I really don't. Um, I, I want to see uh, him one last time, and I'd love to see him raise the bat with the 10th Group 1. In Australia, that would be amazing to see. As for this, oh, man, I, I genuinely still haven't decided. I I want to <laughs> say Animo. I want to say Animo. My heart says Animo, but my brain keeps chipping away at it and saying, oh, but he, Dubai Autumn was so good. Everyone's been looking at the numbers. And that last start in the Rambo was amazing, right? Eye-catching. there have been 250 apiece for essentially three weeks now, which you never see. And people haven't been steered away, even with this rain that's come. Animo and Dubai Honor are both still going head-to-head, 250 apiece, but everything kind of screams a day versus very elegant. Both can handle the heavy, but I think just the UK Bulldog, you know, Tommy Marcon, William Haggis, the connections are back together again. Uh, I think the story kind of almost writes itself. I think just uh, – I've got an inkling that Dubai Honor will win. Uh, but, yeah, I hope the champion flies high on his farewell at Royal ranwick
0: tomorrow. Uh, Chris, are you going to give a bit of love to Unicorn Lion?
1: I was going to, but not on the rain-affected tracks and the way that what track was last week and what's happening today – I just can't see it in the, in the soft and heavy range. It'd have to be a genuine good. If it was a genuine good, I'd be all over it and I'd be keen as, but I just can't. The way the track's going to play, it's just not going to suit. I was looking through the numbers and sectionals and everything um, in terms of Animo versus Dubai Honour, and I just put everything was just I couldn't make a case for Animo off the data and the numbers that I was looking at. So I was all over Dubai Honour. And then I was like, well, hang on, how do I, how do I pitch a case for Animo? And it's it's simply, this is its grand final. It's got the best jockey in Australia and the best stable in Australia and actually decent record on rain-affected tracks. So I don't know where all that talk's coming from in saying that if there's any concern that, if the stable has any concern that he's not going to handle the track, then 100% just scratch it. Like no one wants to see that, but you got to do what's right for it him and the and the team going forward. So I'd be okay with that. But look, I'm with Dubana. Its best form is on rain affected tracks in Europe. It's ate them up over over there. So can repeat what it did in the Ranvet and I think that'll be good enough to win here. In saying that, I've had a couple of dollars on Alan Kerr because it was beaten six or so lengths in the Arc de triomphe last couple of years. And can run pretty close to the speed. So that just that's good enough form to be missed. Uh, I like the way Tommy found Newman. It was a really good run in the Australian Cup. I just ended up with he's a shocker as my knockout hope from that Australian Cup run, who was also on the speed in that race, you know, for hot tempo and was decent through the line.
0: Okay. No one gave any love to Cascadia hey, no, and
1: no uh, one's uh, mentioned Montefilia, yeah. But yeah. What, and, I, and My question was, what price would Montefilia be if she was in the Sydney Cup? I reckon she'd be pretty short or close to favourite. I know this is a very different race, but it's obviously been set for this. And it, and she, she, it can she did this for sure. She, like, she,
3: did, she <laughs> did this last year as well, remember? She won the Rambit um, ahead of Very Elegant. And then she was, I, I reckon she would have been three bucks for the Sydney Cup, but like 20s for the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Connections connections opted for the Queen Elizabeth and wanted to do. Came dead last. Um, they just want this. I don't know. They're, they're <laughs> desperately in the hunt for this group one. I'm not sure why. I know it is one of the greats, right? It is one of the best group ones in the Sydney or Sydney calendar and even the Australian yeah, calendar. Isn't it? But, fuck, I mean, after winning the Rambit and, you know, we, we were thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to head to the Melbourne Cup in due course... But ended up, I think it did end up going to Cockspite as well. Yeah, like it, it's—I don't know what the connections are doing, but I think it should have run in the Sydney Cup. I'm totally with you, Chris. Could be and- a last race too. Um,
2: I think she's getting sold in the Chairman's uh, next month. Uh, David Payne really keen to keep her if uh, someone does buy one to race on. But if she didn't fall last start, she—I think she would have bolted in and yep. oh. before as well. She was unlucky. I think she's running as good as ever. On her best, up. like
1: if she runs to her absolute peak number, can she beat Dubana and Adamo? Hundred percent. The answer is it? Okay, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. If I you look at what, what she did, uh, the answer probably no. If they all run to their absolute peak, I don't think she can win. But if if the others are off and she runs to her peak, then that's then then she's obviously going to go close. I think you've got to include her in exotics and I, yeah. I, I, I genuinely,
3: I genuinely think that uh, Montefiore was at a peak. Uh, in that ramp behind Dubai Honor. Like that first up run behind Animo at Wait For Age was really, really strong. I thought 2.1 lengths over uh, the mile, which is definitely too sharp for her. Stepping up to the 2000, a race that she won last year on the same path and same preparation, I think she was tip top then and it still got brain four and a half lengths. So I think the answer is no in regards to even if she was 100% going into this Queen Elizabeth. Would she be a chance? I don't think she would be. She's definitely a minor placing chance, but I don't think she's a winner.
1: She can't dis- get too far
2: back either. No, I, to- I I disagree with both of you. I think um we saw like on a day what she did a very elegant in the Randvit last year, and uh, she absolutely brained him when things went her way and things didn't go. Actually, I don't think very elegant was uh, too far off her best that day either. I just think she was on her her best day. She's only fourth up now, and she's had excuses and still run really well over the last two. I, and I, I I can't rule her out. I just, I, I can make more cases for others.
1: Hey, Tommy, I'm an idiot for doing this, but do you want to go heads up? You take monophilia. I'll take Alan Kerr and we'll just, whoever finishes higher and it's... it's first like Chinese meal.
3: Meal. Oh, there it is. Yeah. You're, getting,
1: you're getting great odds. Monophilia is $19. Alan Kerr is $41. Love it. <laughs> yeah, we're on. on. Done.
3: Yeah. Wait, I, 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 one thing, I just want to come back for the uh, the motherland as well. Unicorn lion. Um, t- if it does drift, I will be on, I think. 12 bucks for me right now is a little bit on the short side. Uh, just the – Chris made a case for the the wet, but uh, the speculation was the two soft runs it's penned on the papers with the duck heads next to it was on mud. It wasn't really a turf track or anything like that, so con- completely different conditions altogether. And – the other that other day, they tried to hide a track, more or less a track gallop at Ranwick Kensington on Barrier Drill Day, and luckily we had some um, sharp eyes on the ground yeah, that, saw, uh, that. Saw, saw it, you know, happening right in front. So they got the cameras, they got the works, and we were the only ones to capture it. And let me tell you, like they were saying, "Oh, Amazon, who is going towards the old aged and so forth, is technically meant to be the better." wet tracker but unicorn line was a breezing like it was hard held and it was going straight past ho ho amazon and i am only speculating but the kenzo track would have been a heavy eight on tuesday so for those people yeah those people that think oh yeah you know probably can't run on the heavy i think yeah just Circumstantially, the the formal read soft 0-0-0. Zero, 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 oh, sorry, two starts zero zero zero, but that was on the mud. Uh, it wasn't on the turf. So there's a little bit of clerical clear up to be done there. But uh, it's half a chance. I uh, to no, get an easy lead grocery. too. Get a real yeah. easy
1: lead, yeah. Yeah.
3: Chris. So if late. um
2: Animo comes out, what price is to buy on a hmm. oh, dollar sixty? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I reckon
3: dollar sixty.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: dollar seventy.
0: Cascadian uh. anything. <laughs>
3: Not uh, for me. There's not enough enough speed for me. That Australian Cup win was huge, was but they, they did go they did go like the clappers in that race, like Chris just said. So I know that uh, Unicorn Line will go forward. Uh, Mwanga could press the button a little bit because um, it is pretty soft up front. Numerian will go forward. I guess he gear up.
2: Well, Numerian was the leader in the last in the Australian Cup as well. So maybe, I don't know yeah. if he runs the same race or not, but mike might- Munchen
0: at that speed. Who are you I with, that,
1: Yeah.
0: Who am I with? Yeah. I, <clears throat> I'm I in Animo's camp. I, Ooh. Yeah. Can I, I take you on
1: as well? I'll take Dubai
0: Honor. No. No, because I'm pretty oh, much God. like 49-51 <laughs> in the way. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm being a bit more patriotic. Uh, but I do think Animo's, the big wig, and I think Dubai Honor, hopefully it was just a bit of a, I don't know. I don't know. Um, a Unicorn line, I liked it. But like you said, I'll, I think it's going to be a bit too too sloppy for it. Ruffy-wise, I like what Tom said about El Patron S. I think 51s. It was 100s when it opened on Wednesday. I think that was probably my Ruffy. Um, and Cascadian, I don't know. Tom, like how just said, I thought that run last start was fucking unreal. It was held up the whole time and made up a lot of ground real quick. So, don't know. Um, I'm just going to be in an Animo's camp and hope for the best. Maybe a standout trifecta. I hate those in... Um, Animo no, Dubai you'll be, into Monty slash Cascadian.
3: You'll be doing a roving banker for all money, son.
0: <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, mean, I hate a roving banker. Um <laughs> what um the next, what's the race, race eight, what do we got? Uh Queen cool. Queen of the Turf. Uh alcohol free, named after Kohai. Uh is the favorite uh J Mac waterhouse. Oh, Dizzy, $3.20. Fangirl going around again. Is just being playing Bridesmaid is looking for a win. Has been a while. Eleven dollars into seven. It's drawn wide with Karen aboard. Cyrilio Miss is there at sevens. Levante. Uh been a fair bit of chat about this, but Damian Lane aboard on a bit of a drift to eight dollars. Hoping your heart's there. Timmy Clark, a tissue. Nash, uh hinged, pride of Jenny, roots. That's not a bad race. Mirror Vision, still waiting to see. It's still, I don't know, it's been a bit disappointing. But um Koei, what do you reckon? Alcohol-free?
3: I mean, there's a lot of, you know, stake up for grabs here. Like, they paid $10 bucks for this mare. Uh, year-long are hoping, literally, a year and Waterhouse Bot are hoping, oh, yeah, we'll just win the mile race here. And then they're just going to tip it out immediately in preparation for the Everest. So, from all accounts, the the mob in the UK, uh, they, they're all over this horse. They love it. Uh, it's got genuine, you know, Baye, naval crown form, which is huge. Like, this is – in terms of highly rated horses, they're right up there in the world, right, in the Long rankings. J-Mac on board, 57, Barrier 2 will probably lock itself up behind the leaders. It it should get every chance to win. Uh 320 to find out. Probably not a bad one to just use for the multis. I don't know if I can just go launching on the nose for it. Um but the camp are so confident. And, like, even the other day, Will Haggis was uh, asked by a couple of journos, What do you think of this alcohol free? And he was pretty much openly suggesting that his horses couldn't keep up with her in the UK. So, if she's tip top, you know, ready for this first up run, she should just brain them. So, that, that's some pretty, you know, strong words to say the least. They're pretty confident. Um, as for the rest, Levante, good watch. Hope in your heart, Tommy. I'm sure we'll touch on. I think she's a great chance once again. I think a tissue's one that's really over the odds. Uh, her run was, I, th- I thought it was amazing in the um, emancipation. And if she drew half a barrier, you know, she probably would have won. I genuinely think so. I mean, it took the, the trifecta in that race with roots and fine point as well. But I think a tissue genuinely could have won that race if it was to draw well. At 15 bucks, I think that's a great price, and it's just one of them sneaky wall horses that could just pop up, especially with fangirl not going to like the conditions. Hinged barrier 20s is a little bit of a query, so you know, like I, I can see uh, a tissue getting many more favors in this race than last, last start. And then I guess if I were to make a quick note on statement and time squared, uh. Both forgives last start. I think the conditions will be better. I think they will gen- genuinely relish the the heavy going. The typical UK types, I think second up, they do look better. Um, I'll be having a couple of bucks on statement in particular because I was chips in last start. But, yeah, a tissue each way of me.
0: Okay, a tissue at 15s. So our boy Nash aboard. Uh, Tommy, Queen of the Turf, another group one that you've won in the past. You know, what's this one worth, a million? <laughs>
2: yeah, it's good. It was a good win, Natoya and Queen of the Turf. Tommy Berry was fantastic. You beat Probabil, um, after, didn't you? Was that the race? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. I think everyone was on Probabil that day. <laughs> um, I was. <laughs> Alcohol-free. I prefer free alcohol myself, but cool. um, I think, yeah, it's it's really weird. I, I, a mile straight up and, your know, Target's an Everest, like – it. I don't know. I, I can't, I can't entertain it at three twenty. I want a bit more of a price, especially on such an unknown track tomorrow. Um, in saying that she could easily brain them by three, four lengths, but I, I want a couple more bucks to find out. I think, um, in your hearts running the Doncaster was absolutely huge. Uh, I wish she got there it would have been great, but, um, she still just, she runs enormous every race, uh, the track's just a bit, bit of a query for mine with her. I want to be with Levante. I think her run was massive. She hasn't had a run on heavy before, but she's done some amazing things on the soft. So I reckon heavy. Damien Lane um, is yeah, he's a gun. So I, I'm I'm going to go go with Levante. And the one over the odds for me is Roots. I think that that win was really good um, last start. I don't think the and worries Roots. It'll get back. I'll just go straight to the back and be. Flying late, because I think there's a ton of speed here. So, uh, And Kelly mentioned a tissue as well. I think Joe, Joe Maria on Hinged, I think it's a massive booking as well. So, again, um, not a great barrier, but it should just go forward, hopefully find a spot. It'll be interesting for it. But saying all that, I've got to be with Levante.
0: Okay, Levante. Right, you, Chris, are you a big fan of Roots?
1: I am... <laughs> 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 love, love all... Roots minus Chris.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that.
1: Um, I, in terms of Roots' chance of winning this race, because this is an absolute. This is almost the most wide-open race of the day for me. It's an absolute. It's crazy how good this race is. It is so deep. But it, it, just quickly on Roots and a tissue, I really thought Fine Point was the horse to follow out of that Emancipation race, which is where these guys, those three, all come from. It was on the speed, on a really fast speed and I think is a crazy price here. So I can't entertain Roots and a Tissue. I can entertain Fine Point and will be including not where I'm settled, though in terms of alcohol-free, I went back and watched all her replays and she, yeah, as Coe mentioned, running against Bayed and running numbers that are, like, amazing and that would win this race. The concern for me is every time she failed, she was in, crowded, running, blocked away, and didn't seem to appreciate running around other horses, and that's exactly where she's going to be here, probably a couple back on the fence. So the short quote to find out in that is where I'm a bit iffy. I've actually marked seven horses down, though, so I haven't really settled on one to beat her. The ones I've marked down, I'll just run through them really quickly, Times Square who comes from Europe as well, uh, got good record on the rain-affected track, Uh, really looks like a genuine miler here in Australia, ex-leader I'm really keen on and he's probably, I've already got a few tickets holding at like 50s and plus, coming out of the Cirilino Miss race, two starts back at Flemington and was really unlucky, sat Three wide, no cover. It was a huge, huge run. Go back and have a look at it if you've got time. So that's where I'm kind of landed. Cirilino Miss has been, who won that race and then went on to win again uh, at Mooney Valley and then was going to go for a spell, wasn't known for this, and they paid the late entrance to get in and uh, honestly is in amazing form. Uh, Hinged Levante and Prada Jenny, the other three. So it is just an epic addition. Really excited for it.
3: Can't wait. Okay. The one, the one thing I've got to say is, I think by this time of the day, it'll be, as Chris just mentioned and alluded to, possibly getting locked up on the fence. I've got a feeling by this time of the day. So, i reckon wide probably, maybe. Uh, yeah, I reckon race seven onwards, maybe even race six, so for the Oaks or something like that with the big fields. I reckon there's going to be heading yeah. towards the even beyond the part of the crown of the track. So, I reckon that's a really good coming, point, correct? So alcohol free might actually get runs on the fence. Obviously, if it's directly behind the leader, I reckon the one length wouldn't be too hard to catch even on inferior Mm -hmm. grounds. It's a bit of speed. Um, I reckon it might be a couple back. Yeah. Oh, fair enough, yeah. But yeah, I think there will be I think there'll be lanes forming is kind of what I'm saying. So I think they will be coming off the fence and heading towards the center, if not outside of the 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 home straight. So Definitely keep that in mind because I reckon if this track gets real choppy early, jockeys will be doing a track walk and hoping to probably settle a little bit more forward in the run as well. Mate,
0: right, good points. All right, last of the day, Sapphire Stakes. Zapateo is a f- short favourite. It's drawn very wide, J-Mac Award uh, for Godolphin. Uh, great win at Rose Hill in the last race, last start. Hypothetical was there at 8.50, maybe a touch of overs, don't know. Kiku is going around. Tens, never talk. Uh, could be value as well. It tends, to be honest. um Princess Grace, Expat, One Diva has been one of mine in the past. Don't think it's your chance. Jar Lake, Sky Command. My dad has a very small share in Nikki's Fling. Uh, what do we reckon? Do you- what do we reckon? Uh, who are we going to? Do? Tommy, what do you reckon? Interesting uh, last race of the day. Um Talking about
2: alcohol free in the previous We've got Princess Grace Bought for 1.6 million American um, By China Horse Club uh, Placed in a few group enlisted races over there And really interesting to see um, Them paying that, a big price for um, Six year old mare So very keen to see it Joe Marrera aboard um, Very interesting um, It's one to watch for me um, but uh, never talk. I think never talks the other big one. Um, just wet track uh, will suit it to a T. Dylan Gibbons, Chris Lee's. I think I got to be with it. And expats the other one. New stable, Joe Pride. Now trial through the week. Um, likes the heavy. Probably going to be f- trying to find the line. Um, normally gets to its best around the fifteen hundred meter, but um, can see it as well. But I'll will go with never talk.
3: Cowie one of them races are we all happy to agree that Zappetire is way under the odds yep it was good though mm, yeah. it was good last start it was good last start but it was you have to remember it was three back one out in the track. run um had the perfect run of the race you know like i had all the favours and yeah ipso facto it won but 240 barrier 15 i'm not sure where it settles um and $2.40 to find out, especially with the track pattern possibly changing by this time of day. I just don't like where it maps at all. And two forty, happy to lay it. Um couple that I don't mind backing, hypothetical, definitely one to keep an eye on. Really nice trial by Princess Grace, but not sure how it figures at the moment. I think 11 bucks to find out is probably good enough, but it'd be a ballsy roll of the dice. I'm kind of with Tommy's camp with expat, takes luck out of the equation, loves heavy, but I also want to be on Kiku as well, as long as it kind of steps cleanly. The only problem is it will probably be fairly out the back. I, I like the fact that this will be first up over the 1200, gets heavy conditions. It's the hands down, I think, the classiest horse in this race. Uh, winner of the Theo Marks last preparation. A lot of ticks, I think. Um, gets Huey Bowman on board. Yeah, I think the 10 or $11 you find for Kiku and Expats probably where I want to be. And like Tommy said, never talk rain-affected tracks. It grows wings and hasn't seen a heavy 8, 9, 10 in quite a little bit of time. So I'd say there's got to be a fair bit of improvement to come. But yeah, I think Kiku and Expat for me. Chris? Yeah, just on Princess Grace, um, went back and
1: watched her form in America and did some numbers there. Couple of times came up against a horse called Delica, and Delica is a horse that sits on the pace, on the speed, and sets a tempo. And Princess Grace got in front of it and then allowed Delica to kick back and beat it, and it just kind of made left me with questions on well, her heart. <laughs> For, She's a like, cat, is what you're term. saying. Yeah, trying to say that in a nice way. Yeah. Um, Look, its best form is over a mile longer. I think it'll find these too sharp. Personally, I'm a big Zapatao fan, but agree with Corey High that the price is probably a bit short. I'm real keen to see XPAC go around. I've had it circled. I've been looking out for it for a while. It's changed from Mark Newman to Joseph Pride. Its two runs uh, earlier in March were, were sneaky, really good. I think it leads for fun.
0: Uh, and, yeah, really came to end the day with a winner. <laughs> As we all would be. All right, sounds good. Let's, um, before we wrap up, I'm going to look at one race just because I'm keen to see White Marlin come back. That's uh, Sandown race eight. Not sure if anyone's even had a look. Chris probably has, but White Marlin comes back. It's drawn very wide. It's undefeated, if anyone knows White Marlin. Uh had some really good wins. So $2.80. Right You Are is another Kraken horse as well, which is just behind it at 4 bucks, uh, coming off a bunch of wins as well. And then you've got the likes of Luna Flare, Man Cayenne, uh, Barb Raider, So You See, etc. So, Chris, I'll probably go to you because you're a bit of a Melbourne man, but are you a White Marlin fan? Yeah, massive White
1: Marlin fan. And obvious, like their plan with White Marlin is to go to the Melbourne Cup. So, it just, I'm just confused about maybe they're trying to get its number up to. To make the field, or I really thought they'd target one of the races that kind of had a valid exempt race, the valid exemption for the Melbourne Cup, because there's a few of them uh, around this time. There was one last week, which this Waterhouse has won, and there's one coming up. I can't remember what the race is called. So just the, just, I was a bit confused about him turning up here. It is the lakeside track where you want to be on speed, and it will, it's gay, and they're going to look to go forward. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Just first up, over 2,100 metres, like, it's just it's just a weird – it's a European kind of – European horse, but it's a European kind of prep. And, look, I'm not questioning what Gay and Adrian are doing. I'm sure they know what they're doing and should kind of win. But it's a sneaky, really good field. So, you see you ran a belter in the Australasian Derby or Oaks so, think, last season. And right you are and Fancy Man and no Slatches as well. Fancy Man goes down there for Annabelle after a really sneaky gallop out in the Neville Selwood, obviously – uh, looking for a bit further Or you know, going up in class But yeah look I'm, I'm keen to see it go around Can't really tip it at the price But interesting
2: So Chris So it's uh, The Andrew Ramson Was the race you're thinking of And that's on May, May 13 May yeah Yeah so it's a win and you're in race And they decided to go to it Instead of um, Sydney Cup. The Sydney Cup Where you're right it, It'll get less weight If it gets into a Melbourne Cup like That way And I'd say this would just be a run to get it fit for that race. Maybe it just peaks um, second or third up. So they might just need to blow the cobwebs out, a little bit of a break. Uh, I'm just guessing here. But, yeah, Gay also won the other race uh, to get in the Melbourne Cup with Goldman. So I think she's really targeting um, targeting the Melbourne Cup with a few really good horses. I think Goldman and White Marlin really excited towards both of them going for a Melbourne Cup. Uh, right you are. I think it's the only danger for white marlin in this race, just really running in form. And, yeah, as I said, it just might need to run white marlin, but very keen to see it.
0: Okay. Look
1: out for fancy man. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, all right, around the grounds, anything? I know last week, Chrisy had some random ones in Adelaide and Hawkesbury and whatnot, but uh, anyone got anything else they want to add before we wrap up? I've got really plenty. Looked? Okay, Chris, have the floor.
1: <laughs> Oak Bank. Cup or Oak Bay Carnival Day, their big day of the year. I like two down there on Saturday. Hopefully they avoid the rain if they do. Bob in race two looks to get a nice on-the-pace run and 16 Reasons in race three. I like a couple at Newcastle, Smizzy in race one, uh, Sports Legend in race seven and Pacific Warrior for Anthony Cummins if it gets a run in race eight. And I already mentioned Dipsy Doodle at Warwick Farm on Monday and a horse called zagalo which I actually thought would have gone to the Sydney Cup but it's gone to the staying race on that Monday.
0: Jeez, okay. Nice.
2: <laughs> Ginny Boom returns in Queensland. I couldn't I really catch. Uh...
0: I couldn't follow all that with Chris, but we have to pause, pause, and like look him up while he's going. But
1: oh, do you want me to slow down and do it again?
0: No, that was pretty quick, but it's all right. I'm sure they can just.
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> you can fucking write it down. Get a pen. Have have the, the venues you want to have a bet at, and just write race name down. It's yeah. pretty easy.
0: Yeah, just put it. Put him on half speed. Put him on slow mo when you're listening.
1: Put him in your bet slip <laughs> as I'm saying it. Like, it's not rocket science.
0: All right, oh, to- yeah. Tommy. Bit of Queensland.
2: Yeah, just Ginny Boom, big fan of the horse. Um, uh, should be undefeated if it wasn't for missing the jump uh, last run, last prep. So, uh, big fan of Ginny Boom, $2.10 at the moment. And uh, next Friday night, I think uh, Melbourne 13-plus against Manly. <laughs> you watched uh, <laughs> last not. night this really good performance by Melbourne and Manly it sort of um,
0: pushing you You're cutting this out of the show eight. yet? Oh, P- oh, pushing yeah. for
1: that top eight.
2: Just yeah, ignoring so, this uh, right now.
0: Um, we, are we going next Friday? What's the story?
1: Fuck Let's yeah. have a side bet on that I'll definitely go Let's do it
2: Yeah Yeah, yeah we'd, We'll definitely have to go You've got you all got to stay to full time though Actually um. just I
0: actually just bought, it, actually, just bought <laughs> <laughs> actually just bought another you Manly jersey last week pro,
1: I put one on your chin
3: Oh fucking hell yeah, We'll fucking Oh It's all right. Told me this could get This could be a bloodbath
0: Yep It could be good I a
3: few um,
1: guys that are making no Darcy classic. Than- maybe we'll invite him to come with us.
0: <laughs> oh, I do know Darcy, actually. He's been on the podcast before. Um, all right. Do you want to make it best? Anyone got a thing their chips in on tomorrow? Oof. I'm going to have. I'm going to make mine Tiz Invincible to run a place. If we're doing a multi, I'm going to do that. I think at $2.50 or whatever it is, I kind of like it. So that's going to run a place. I'm going to back
3: it to win, oh. but... I'm going to go Lock Eagle to place in the uh, provincial midway. Oh, nice. Lock Eagle. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take Provitra to
1: place. Um, Povitra. I like Frankie's mid-dad as a ruffie to win the race, but, yeah, Provitra will be running top three. Never talk, never talk top three in
3: the last.
0: Top three. Okay. To run a place. Uh, stand by. Place, Lock Eagle, Povitra, and never talk. You're getting close to $30, so that could be good we will have to do that. Um, getting into Never Talk to run a good fourth in the last one we all need it. <laughs> it always, always seems to be the way. Melbourne 13 plus there. Oh, God. All right. This is going to be good. Anyone
1: else out there apart from Tommy on satellite?
0: Uh, no. No, I'm working. I might be. Apart
1: from the couches of.
0: Oh, here we go. 4 No, I'll be working, actually, North Sydney. So if anyone's in North Sydney and wants to be at the North Sydney TAB, I may frequent that about eight times throughout the day. <laughs> Leave my desk, go back down there, deposit more. Yeah, so.
3: I'd love to have a camera there.
0: Uh, I don't. You, you have no idea. The guy's have guy's. camera at the guy, to ATM. You should say said that the bloke that works there knows me quite well. He's like, G'day, mate. How's the wife and kids? You know, you're good. <laughs> anyway. All good. Alright boys, enjoy the boys. rest enjoy the rest of Good Friday and Yeah, cracking game this afternoon actually. Dogs and um south. So get into it, a couple of beers, avoid the meat, Kohai. enjoy your fish.
1: Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you boys. See you guys.